everybody. Welcome to What's Your Deal? This is a show where I read people's tarot to find out where they've been and where they're going. I'm your host, Ariana Lenarski, and with me today is the fantastic writer, Amalia Lavari, self-proclaimed shtetl crone, sitting with me wearing a dinosaur. I guess this is like a... I'm wearing a, a full dinosaur. <laughs> entire... She's wearing a dinosaur. Quite heavy. Puppet. Um... What are those things in Disneyland when they're all when they're like in the costume? Like oh, um, I don't know, ma- mascot, mascot, but not really. I guess this is like some people call this the ugly sweater print. Yeah, it's sort of like a fair isle, like a dinosaur fair isle. What's a fair isle? Oh, it's like um, it's it's uh, it's a kind of pattern I think that was popularized in fa- some fair looking isles in Scotland or something. Mm. Uh, like literally fair aisle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, anything that you see that has this kind of collar, like the repeated print that goes all around the neck. Mm, I had no idea. Yeah. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I need to calm down. It's true. Um, you know your name, Amalia Lavari. Do you have a middle name? Devora. Amalia Devora Lavari. Mm-hmm. Do you know the story of like how your name bewitched me no and enchanted me no but i would love to hear it well i think you followed me on twitter or something mm-hmm. and whenever you would fave a tweet of mine you know whatever people seem to know but your name would come up and it would be amalia lavari amalia lavari and i'd be like amalia lavari amalia lavari <laughs> i was like who's amalia lavari uh-huh and i was like kind of drawn because it sounded sort of like my name a little yeah there's a bit of a mm-hmm, like, lot of vowels yeah and the look uh-huh. like <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's and I, I i introduce myself that way sometimes hello yeah exactly you just approach someone as a bundle yeah to be unfurled um exactly yes just yarn untangle me yeah if exactly. you can <laughs> <laughs> i i was like so i would see your name see your name and then i got hired to read tarot at a charity event Yes. And I was wandering around the silent auction just like seeing if I wanted to get anything. And I saw that you put your name down mm-hmm. to, I guess, bet on something. Yes. And it said Amalia Lavar. And I was like, Amalia Lavar? Yes. And I called out Amalia. <laughs> and, and I was like, I, I turned around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tried to hide to go find you, but I was like calling throughout the room. <laughs> oh, wow. like, Amalia, okay. Amalia. And then finally yeah. you turned around. Um, I didn't, I didn't know about, I mean, I, I remember meeting you there, but I, I didn't know that you, that's cool. Yeah. That there was sort of like a shepherding. I felt like I was losing my mind. Because <laughs> I was like, how yeah. can this person be here? That's so funny. And yeah. And I turned around and I said, hi, I'm Ariana Lenarski. And I think it, maybe that was a little yeah. no, t- I mean, taken I, aback. A I bit. knew that you would be there because I saw some sort of poster for the event. Um, and the way that I was enchanted by, uh, by your m- materialization in my Twitter <laughs> feed was... Uh, was uh, you, you posted a thing once that was like, um, it was just, uh, you were like, for the next five minutes, I'm going to write songs from words that people send me. And I sent you the word anvil, and you wrote like a perfect little song. And I still remember it. Uh, and I, I can't really um, carry a tune, but it was something like, um, uh, the anvil crushes everyone as far as you can see, but when I fall in love with you, it only crushes me. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God. 
Uh, I was I was amazed by the quickness with which you came up with that perfect song. And I actually still have it saved. Like really? I'll play oh. it for myself sometimes. I can be sad on a moment's notice. Yes. So That's right after, superpower. like you played the song and then you stopped playing the song and you just looked at the camera and you said, sad. Really? Yes. <laughs> I yeah, don't even it was like that. it was like yeah, sort of the the art and then the commentary about the art. Mm. It was a nice I progression of things. Pictures. Yeah, I think sadness is what's closest right below my surf. Maybe that's changed, but for most of my life, sadness was like right there. Mm. That was the thing that felt closest. Um, like right behind access. your sinuses, right behind my sinuses. For right me, I think it's just it's like goo. There's just goo there. Goo. Literally, just yeah. Is it? Does it have a, f- uh, a feeling when you tap into the goo, what happens? Um, I blow my nose mm. and it comes out. Very physical. Um, yeah. What's behind the story? Well, okay. So. Uh, I mean, you don't have to. No. I mean, this, it's a, a, I think it's a really good question. Really? Yeah. I think, I think there, there is something there. Um, I think it's kind of just like, uh, you know, those plastic uh magnet letter magnets that you put on a fridge yes and like like the poetry not the poetry ones just like the the ones for yeah the ones like the preschool ones Mm -hmm. that are just like all different colors so i think it's probably just like a big glob of those that have been melted together (laughs) like a blowtorch so there's no discernible words but it's definitely like discernible alphabet so it's like there was intention at some point to be coherent and it's just been completely obliterated fused mm-hmm. everything's been fused i mean yeah i think that's a nicer word for it fused it's been fused it's a <laughs> union fusion yes mm-hmm. i'm i'm like nervous and excited to be here what's what are you gonna ask about do you know um i mean i've thought about it uh <laughs> Um, I, I think the only things I really ask about ever in, in these sorts of readings, you know, love is always a big one and work is always a big one. And sometimes health comes up um, and sometimes it's more of like a nebulous sort of like what should I focus on in the future or like for this period of time. Um, I've read for you a couple times. Yes. Was I the first person that read tarot for you or did you have no, I think other witchy experiences? So my first experience with anything sort of like along these lines was um, I think about 15 years ago, I had a friend whose mom was, uh, was an astrologer and um, I visited her for New Year's and my birthday is in January and she was like, oh, for your birthday... I'm getting you like my mom's going to read your chart. And I was like, okay, great. And she did. And it was really just kind of like, I think it was probably closest to the experience of like hypnosis that I've ever had because both of us just kind of entered this zone. And I didn't know this woman. Like I liked her. She was very friendly, but like um, it was just very interesting to sort of sink into this experience where you really do feel like you're tapping into something unfamiliar. Um, and I was going through a really difficult, um, not a breakup at the time, but like I was very heartbroken and I, I was sort of <laughs> like, I needed to kind of get a grip. And I think towards the end of the reading, I was like, I need to know when this part will be over, like when the pain of it will be over. Mm-hmm. And she was really struggling 
as far as like giving me a concrete answer. And then she was like the first week of April and this was in January. And, um, and then, uh, April came around and, uh, and the first week of April, I got this letter from, um, from this person that I was heartbroken over and we hadn't communicated in about eight months. And it was an apology that I never thought I would get. Um, and it was an acknowledgement of, um, of, uh, of our entire experience, like basically just, uh, a reconciliation and like a resolution that I never thought would ever come for that particular experience. And I mean, I, I felt that way cause I was young and I don't think I really had a conception of like being able to let go of heartache without somebody else's participation in that resolution. But at the time I really needed something from this other person and it just kind of fell in my lap exactly when she said it would. Um, and so that was my first experience with it. And then I didn't really pursue it for a long time, but I think I've always felt um, very agnostic about any anything that you could characterize as like magical or, you know, I mean, people call it all sorts of different things, you know. Um, but um, But yeah, I think I've always felt pretty open and receptive to to what's out there and like I've never like atheism has never really sat well with me um man this is like such a long answer for a very no, simple question I'm, okay <laughs> um, was it simple? I um uh but That's... yeah I mean I think it like maybe maybe four or five years ago I went to uh I got a reading for the first time in a long time and I walked into the, uh, it was at Green Man, the store. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great place. I, I really like that place a lot. Um, and this reader I don't think is there anymore, but I walked in and, and she said, like she, she sort of like moved her chair back and just kind of looked at me in a very weird way. And she was like, you're psychic. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, it was it was like oh catnip for me. I was just like, oh, my God, really? Like, it's like I didn't even care if that was what she said to everyone. Because right. the thing is that, like, yeah, probably everyone has, mm-hmm. like, you know. Um, but it was really just so uh, fun. And, um, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a really fun thing to hear. And I think that that definitely opened me up to that particular reading being... Um, not accurate necessarily, but like it put me in the right mindset, you know. Um, and I don't think I, I think we have we have something in common, you and I, which is that we don't really regard any messages that come from this as prescriptive or, you know, like it, it's not this thing of like doom, you know. Like people go into it very worried of like this is going to determine my future or this is going to tell me something terrible about my future, and I don't think that that's. I, I try not to approach it in that way because um, it just seems inaccurate, you know? Like, it seems like a tool for unpacking the world and looking at it mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to just fortune-telling, which is an yeah. odd concept. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. I was thinking last night about how much it is um, stereotyped as always going to tell you something terrible, and I was like, I really wonder where that comes from. I mean, I know where it comes from. It's just like how it's portrayed in movies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was also thinking about how weird it is that um, a lot of these things like witchcraft or like moon rituals or stuff like that are a lot of times the first time I I even heard phrases that 
might make me feel better as a person like with mm. some moon rituals it's like um stuff like i i don't even know what it would be like i deserve a loving relationship or something like that and you like mm -hmm. write it down and that's like the first time i've ever in my entire life ever even considered mm -hmm. something like that yeah um or <clears throat> the notion of like i i love in a way that brings me happiness just like these things that like no one ever taught me like mm -hmm. why why are moon ritual why is witchcraft the first time i'm dealing with a system where yeah like yeah i might have the same ideals as like i don't know like a man who walks through the world <laughs> and is like you know right, what i yeah. do deserve a hot woman or whatever yeah, you know yeah whatever it is. yeah no i i think that that's i i really like that way of looking at it yeah it seems like a lot of it is about raising the bar for what you what kind of life you can live basically yeah um and i mean i think i i was talking to somebody a couple of days ago about um how to channel any sort of negative uh thought or or <laughs> sort of like i think actually we were talking about jealousy because the thing that we realized and that i've definitely talked to a lot of people about this year is like there's no point that you can get to in your career um, or in, in any kind of place in your life where um, where you really completely stop comparing your own experience to other people's and thinking, am I far along enough? Like that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, being in the film industry, it's like you meet people at every single level of success or purported success. And everyone I know is sort of in the same boat as far as like, you know, like not being able to keep your eyes on your paper, myself included. Like it's just sort of like a a, a very natural and frustrating part of, of being in a creative industry where um, where you have to sort of seek out validation in the form of employment um so where was i going with that i probably just completely well just like trying to <laughs> transform jealousy into something that yeah makes more sense well to being alive it's like or something that doesn't tear you, tear you apart maybe i saw something very froofy once that really s stuck with me which was something it was something like you know any sort of negative feeling that you have or any sort of impulse that you have that feels horrible um, is really just instructional. Um, I mean, not everything, but like if you have, if you have any, I think it, for me, it mostly applies to anything petty, any kind of petty thought. Um, you know, if I think, oh, I wish I had what that person wanted, then I've just given myself a very clear, uh, vision in my head of exactly what I want, you know? And so if I focus on like, oh, now I actually know what I want, I can go towards it. then that's like way more, uh, positive use of pettiness than, you know, seeking out revenge and like <laughs> going home and like sharpening my javelin right, right, and, right. you know. It's more um, like a spotlight on your desire. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Um, yes. I like that. I like that phrase. Yeah. There's something sort of like humans are so like they don't want to be separate. There's sort of like a 
no, like, <laughs> no. Like, and if every, and they want everything to be like connected and what, and then that's yes. And yeah. it's like trying to discern all the illusions of that is like the human condition of like, I don't want to be alone like yeah you, right no you want to like, be oh. a huge glob of everything melted plastic alphabet letters uh <laughs> smushed together behind somebody's sinuses god i'm so jealous of you right now. <laughs> <laughs> no see that can tell you which way to pivot oh, shit fuck fuck <laughs> uh and yeah i think i think i've always had sort of a natural kind of unease with um things that um, I've been taught to think of as like just froofy new age silliness. And so a big part of ending up in California, which I did mm. not think would ever happen. Um, and a big part of like becoming comfortable with myself is just kind of acknowledging that like, I'm into that shit. You know, I don't have to approach it in a way that feels cheap to me. And it's like, by itself, it's kind of a neutral thing. It doesn't have to take on a value one way or another. Like any kind of ritual doesn't have to have, I don't have to cast other people's judgment on this thing that interests me or that seems like reparative to me. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, in that way it really helps to meet people like you because I feel like you approach this from a really sim a similar place where it's like, it's kind of all about laughing with it mm -hmm. um but making sure that like there is laughter in the experience of it like there is like tremendous comedy in the entire experience of like recognizing that there's more than we know yeah um if it's not funny then what are we doing i don't know <laughs> like, i mean i never i never know what anyone's doing or what we're doing, or what is I going on, you know. or what's happening. <laughs> yeah. I think you um, know, you shtetl crawl. Yeah, okay, maybe, yeah. Um, we'll find out anyway. Yeah, I guess. I'm, I'm excited. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to read the tarot of Amalia Lavari. Ooh. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to What's Your Deal? We're about to read tarot for Amalia Lavari, but you just mentioned something during the break that yeah. I wanted to ask you about. Um, so I mentioned that a thing that's been coming up for me in life and in therapy um, is this idea that, um, that there's this shame attached to seeking out love as opposed to having it. Like if you have love, then that's like a reward and it's a state of peace, but if you're in this state of like seeking it out or sort of scanning the world for it, then that's embarrassing. Um, and- Cause it's like, oh, uh, why don't you have it already? Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out, I mm -hmm. think, is like why, why I attach this shame to it, you know? Like why I would be afraid of having my, my actual name on, you know, it's like, uh, or like being, you know, recognized on a, dating site or something like that it's like somehow there's this 
weird um, middle school level, like, oh, man, I'm so mortified about being found out, you know, even just searching for a basic relationship or, or something like that. Um, I mean, it's so, very vulnerable. It's like a vulnerable thing to do. Yes. But at the same time, I feel like that makes up so much of like the dialogue that exists in the world and certainly among people who um, who haven't figured it out yet, you know. Um, and so there's this incredibly beautiful body of work and this constant kind of um, endless feedback loop of like really amazing pop songs and, <laughs> you know, and like literature and movies where where we're taught to really seek out love in a very public and very brave way. Um, or, you know, another way to interpret that would be like a very ridiculous and kind of thirsty, sweaty way. Um, but uh, but then that, when someone, it's like somehow there's this shame attached to actually, actually going through the motions of finding it. Um, and that's something that I'm trying to, to figure out and make peace with, you know, because I want to be able to participate in that sort of weird uh, kind of gross uh, quest, you know, um, and have it be something that's like lovely and strange and good um, without attaching any uh, anything to it that comes from a place of insecurity or a place, you know, of like seeking out validation from people who don't matter. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a lot of valid, like the myth of like total self-sufficiency or something like that. Mm -hmm. As though there's some kind of thing of like, if you put yourself out there, it's like, she's not whole. <laughs> she said she was, but she's not. Or like something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know exactly what it is, but maybe we'll figure it out today. Gonna, okay. Gonna figure gonna answer all the questions I mean that anybody has at all. Yeah. Um I mean if we you joke, but Well, it's funny. It's like I when I was thinking yeah, about shuffle these while you're talking. Sure. When I was thinking about like what question to bring, it's like, well, you know, the real questions that I have right now are um are terrifying and not something that I would ever subject on onto cards or onto you you know like the the real questions are like is humanity going to be okay mm -hmm. um which direction is the world going in is mm -hmm. you know like are we um like are our days numbered like it's much more kind of i mean i read twitter way too much and mm -hmm. so i think anyone who is on on that platform for a large part of the day ends up feeling kind of like well yeah definitely uh, headed towards the apocalypse, you know, and like I know that that's not. I, I try to pull my head out of that weird, shallow, scummy pool. Well, it feels like both things are happening at once. I feel like I said yesterday that on some days I feel like I'm having like the best time of my life ever, but also simultaneously, obviously the world is ending. So yes. what? Like it well, seems yeah. very. I feel like that's what it's like to scroll through Twitter. It's like. <laughs> Just just constant sort of news that makes you want to run down the street screaming, um, uh, inter intercut with just really great jokes. And um, <laughs> and you can sort of curate your feed to be like only voices that appeal to you or that you agree with. And so um, and I've definitely done that. So it's it's like a weird um, echo chamber or something like that of like everything that I actually 
either want to hear or I'm scared of contending with, you know. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's really hard to, like, uh, sage my brain, I guess. <laughs> like, it's like I have to kind of reset when I um, put the phone down and try to have a conversation because, you know, day-to-day life isn't that. It's not just a constant feed of really awesome jokes and uh, really terrifying news. Um, and if you try to approach anybody with that degree of like, you they'll know, think you're insane. Yeah. Or they'll be like, just calm down. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I think okay, I get why that. Why are you out of time? Yeah. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> um, so. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's kind of a funny like for me, I feel like I'm always it's almost like, um, you know, living in a city and like going into the subway and then coming out of it like you're, the sort of uh, barometric pressure of your brain kind of changes metaphorically at you know yeah um so yeah that's what it feels like to sort of dive back into this constant conversation that's happening um where you're basically reading like the comments section for existence you know um <laughs> and then popping out of it and trying to have like a normal interaction or a normal conversation and st- still sort of staying in that mode so it's like having to hold three realities in your brain at once it's like the jokes mm-hmm. the the alarm, yeah, and then reality of right reality of like the tying your around, shoes, tying your shoes, yeah. and like <laughs> right, exactly not being on your phone. Yeah, um, okay. yeah, and uh, constantly I just want to throw my phone into the ocean. But so maybe this is a question of like, how can I integrate all these disparate parts of my world? Is that sort of what it is? Um, I think that that is definitely a concern. Um. Yeah, I think it is sort of something along those lines. Like, how do I, I mean, everything kind of boils down to like, how do I be, how do I be? better at person? How do know? I be better at person? That's going to be the title for the show, I hope <laughs> <Okay>. you know. <laughs> uh, I approve. That's great. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like I should just have that like just emblazoned. How uh, do I be better at person? No yeah. question mark or question mark. No, period. How do I be better at person? Period. Yeah. yeah. Okay, with your left hand, I want you to cut the deck into three separate files. <laughs> and also with your left hand, put them back together in any order that you choose. Okay, I'm going to say a brief prayer over the cards. right away ooh la la we're getting oh wow look at that already <laughs> um already we have the three of swords the heart being stabbed by three swords crossed by the five of swords which is the card of open dishonor the state of the world yeah i think of the sword a lot of the sword cards as just the emo ones they are emo you're yeah. really right they're so <laughs> anxious and then the world immediately in your conscious position which is funny yeah the hermit reversed in the past position the Knight of Swords reversed in the unconscious position. Oh, the reverse star in the future position. The Emperor representing you. The Knight of Pentacles representing the environment. 
the tower representing hopes and fears and reversed eight of cups in the overall outcome. Mm. So what a cool spread. How do I be at person? I have gotten the emperor a lot in readings. Mm -hmm. And I don't actually, like I don't read from myself. Like I'm trying to kind of like um, learn tarot by osmosis, just kind of like um, brushing up against it very uh, intermittently. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I have a question, sometimes I'll pull a card and and try to focus on it or just keep it in mind. And I think actually recently I brought up to you like the five of uh, five, five of cups, cups came up, mm-hmm. and it was like such a direct answer to exactly a question that I had. Not predictive, but like in, like instructional. Yes. Um, and so I feel like I'm in a really good place for instruction right now. Okay. So I'm cool. excited. All right. I'm, Jazzed. <laughs> it seems instructional to me. I yeah, okay. think that I think this will work. Okay, cool. For this to be at the heart of the matter is well, as well, yes, swords can be really emo. <laughs> <laughs> because well, they represent the mind. Here, I mean, for this to be right at the heart of the matter, mm-hmm. to have your heart feeling like it's being stabbed. I mean, this is really the pain, the initial pain when you're first getting your back stabbed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like this is the moment of walking into the room and seeing your partner with somebody else it's like the moment of mm-hmm. the deepest pain when you find it out and the your the truth hurts like that's what this that's what this card's about oh like lizzo says does lizzo say that she does say that it's, what does she say uh she says uh truth hurts uh i need something more exciting bomb bomb beat <laughs> She's a she is a genius, right. and I adore her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm just glad that you used the name of one of my yes. favorite songs. She's here with us presently. Okay, good. As a guardian, cool a guardian angel. I feel like she probably rocks with this card actually a lot. Yeah, actually, uh, <laughs> a really great tweet that I saw that I I can't attribute to anyone because I don't know who said it mm-hmm. um, was something like, "Isn't it crazy that women had to deal with heartbreak before Lizzo existed?" <laughs> uh, and I feel that. I mean, that's really what this is. It's the heartbreak card. Crossed by the guy who did it, man. Crossed by the man himself. That's probably like eight people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. It's just the same archetype. So this is the just like the past? This is... No, this is the heart of the matter. This is like, oh, mm. what shall I... This The pain that this... What shall we do? How do I, how do I move through the world when it seems like so many people value control over all else, value power over all else. How do I move through the world when connecting it can be so mm-hmm. utterly difficult, whether it's connecting to myself, mm-hmm. to something spiritual, or to another person? Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel that every day. I think a question I've been asking people lately is just like, how does anybody function in the current atmosphere? Mm-hmm. You know, like when we're dealing with the sort of news that we're dealing with yes, like how... that's exactly what this is okay yeah exactly um, <laughs> i f- how does everyone how can you not feel bad i'm like waving the three of <laughs> swords uh-huh. i mean it is trump like i don't know what else to say like okay when this I mean, person yeah. is in power like it's like that sort of yeah it, deep... he does have the same hair color as, <laughs> and skin color actually he's yeah. a very orange yep. little man and his little red outfit um okay Weird. It's a, yeah, it's a yeah. lot of it hits it on many metaphorical levels, really, because mm-hmm. it can be personal, political. It's everything really there. And it is in the mind, which is fascinating. 
the hermit reversed in the past position to me this is you coming out of a period of solitude and really wanting to be more yeah involved in the world i mean yeah i think that that is um probably kind of figurative but it's also literal because I, I, yeah. I had jaw surgery mm -hmm. uh, at the end of january and that was followed by a longer period than i thought of actual isolation yeah um and just like uh yeah just kind of being in this weird fog um where i was healing and the healing required kind of like all of the real estate in my brain um and uh gradually kind of reintroducing myself to people in a way that was surprising because i didn't even realize i'd been gone as long as i had mm -hmm. um so yeah it's like a few months later now but it's still i feel like i'm still kind of like re-emerging in people's lives and being like hey <laughs> um hey i like you uh let's you know do anything mm -hmm. let's have a conversation mm -hmm. so. yes that's that's where you're at i don't know that you're going to see the hermit again for a while when it's reversed in the past position it's like that solitary period is kind of yeah I mean, that's a Done. relief, you know, yeah. like I really value my time alone, but I feel like uh, there's been too much of it. Mm -hmm. Plus, like that cloak looks really heavy and it's about to be <laughs> like, you know, it's July. In well, it's funny Southern because there, it's kind of echoed in the overall outcome. The Eight of Cups is a little similar to the Hermit. OK, I guess we'll get there eventually. Yeah. And the conscious position is what you're talking about, the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, how much more straightforward can we get with that, really? Um, just concern about it? or Concern, it's just like, I desire integration, I desire synthesis, I desire the feeling of wellness and well-being, I desire the knowledge that things are moving, the arc is bending towards justice, you know, like the, all that kind of stuff. It's like, yes, let this be true, let wisdom reign, you know, that kind of feeling. Yes, please. That's very conscious. <laughs> uh, I like the bird in the corner. Yes, that represents so Scorpio. Um, Scorpio. But it looks kind of goofy. It is. They're all. They are goofy. Yeah. I think this figure, who's like wrapped in a purple cloth and protected by a like wreath, mm -hmm. she's being protected from these. Okay. Monsters. I wasn't sure if they were just like hanging out, like. I her, think like her they're like. They're sort of supposed to represent because these are all the. Um, uh, fixed signs mm -hmm. Aquarius, Taurus, Leo and Scorpio mm -hmm. and I, I, I'm going to get this wrong but I think she's trying to protect herself from fixed energy that cannot be swayed in right. any way or something like that. You want things to bend. Correct. Yes. So she stays in her little circle. Also what does it mean if it's a fixed sign? Like I don't know that term. A fixed sign in astrology which I won't talk about very long because I don't want to. Um, <laughs> is the idea of like there are there's cardinal fixed and mutable mm -hmm. and when i'm fixed per, there's always like this metaphor like there's a huge boulder in the middle of the road how do you deal with that mm -hmm. a fixed person will stand with a drill and just drill through the hole for 30 years if that's what it takes like they won't whereas like a mutable sign will just like go around it or find another way i think you should call them um fixed and then cardi b and mutie b <laughs> Can we make that happen? Maybe just like it's happened here. Okay, cool. It's official. I'm glad. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this is about here in the unconscious position. I'm gonna. 
pull a clarifying card. My stomach rumbled when you said that. Knight of Swords reversed is sometimes fighting a lot. Like it's a lot of like intense verbal And what aggression. is this position? This is the unconscious position. So it's like, hmm. it, is that make yeah, no, more I'm, sense to you than uh, to me? No. Okay, I'm going to pull a clarifying card. The world, I get this totally in the conscious position because like, that's what we're talking about. Yes. More unconsciously is is there's sort of like a, well, let's pull a couple to see. Oh. Oh. Hmm. I pulled the reverse nine of swords and I pulled the reversed hanged man. Which like, those look pretty freaking dark. Yeah, it's very dark. Uh, oh, okay. I see. I pulled another one, the Knight of Wands. So I think what it is saying is there's, for this in your unconscious position, reverse Knight of Swords, reverse Nine of Swords, reverse Hangman, and then finally the Knight of Wands upright is saying that deep down you know there is some kind of switch that needs to be made from the world of the mind to moving down to more in the belly, a, crea- a more creative, fiery way of working mm-hmm. like things don't have to be solved in the mind first before you initiate the action yeah if that makes sense it does make sense i think when you first said that this was the unconscious and that it it's sort of in a state of turmoil i thought oh yeah that's my tummy aches <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, uh you know like i feel like even if my stomach doesn't hurt like if i'm in a state of like agitation or anxiety like I will instantly just kind of like put my hands on my stomach and I'll I'll feel that same kind of um, like helplessness that, a, you know, a dumb kid does yes. when they're like, I don't know what to do. My tummy yes. hurts. Um, so, yes. How that. odd. Because my stomach was like rumbling the whole time <laughs> we did that. And then I was like, you need to move down into your stomach. Um, but what that literally yeah. means is remembering the love that you feel. Focusing uh-huh. on that. That's the reason you care, you know. That's the reason you care about all of these things. Mm-hmm. It's because you actually give a shit. I, yeah. Um, yeah, I was actually, I was thinking about that. Actually, I had a thought this morning as I was waking up that was just kind of fuzzy. And it was just like, it made me laugh. Like, I thought like, oh, actually, there aren't any empaths. <laughs> like they're like there's no there's no they don't they're not a thing um and i'm not i haven't really sat with that for long enough to figure out what it, what i meant I by it, i think but. i might know you mean like i'm of the belief that we're all just kind of reflecting yeah you know what i mean i think like you can only yeah like i think everyone is sensitive about different things um and the only people that i've heard say i'm an empath are like actual active toxic narcissists (laughs) like um which uh and i mean i don't know i think people kind of hear that word and latch onto it but i i take issue with people kind of declaring that they're more sensitive or more affected by things than other people it's like no we're all kind of coming at everything with our own specific histories and our own uh reference points and our own trauma and you know it's like uh I really bristle at that, like at um, deciding or like self-diagnosing, you Mm -hmm. know, as more sensitive or more special. Um, Wait, what reminded you of that? 
I don't know. <laughs> um, I think just uh, you know being affected by the world. Oh, I see what you're like saying that thing. Like it's like well, I, I feel so like different than yeah. you having a feeling about being upset about the world is not you being a narcissist or anything like that. Well, I think if 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 I really think about like the inner dialogue that happens when I really dwell on like the problems in the mm-hmm. world, like one of the voices that kind of comes up in response in in my head is like, you know, get a grip, like, um, you know, like there's definitely this like kind of sure. critical voice that's like, you know, why don't you stop worrying and do something about like that well, sort of thing, or just sort of like accept that, accept accept how little you can do. You know, like, um, I mean, it's not right. necessarily a positive or healthy or impulse. Sort of like believing that the little things do help. Like, I think that's something that. Yeah. Yeah, I think mostly it's just this feeling of like, well, thinking about this for 45 minutes while staring at the ceiling is definitely not going to improve any part of, you know, this global nightmare or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it feels like a big attempt to. The worry and the anxiety is the sort of misguided attempt to, like, remember that you care. It's like, yeah. please, please don't let me forget how terrible the world is. Like, yes. Please, please don't let me be right. dumb and, like, I'm sorry. Oh, like no, My stomach okay. is, like, so growling. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think there is that. I think also, like, you know, for for... Jewish people or for people who were raised with mm. sort of some con- conception of like, you right. know, coming from, yeah, exactly. You have to like, run it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that feeling of, um, like there's the, the, the cloud hanging over everything is the, not just the, um, the eventuality, like the, the expectation of disaster, but but like simultaneously to that expectation and that fear and that sadness, just like a constant parallel um, kind of dialogue that is like comedic commentary about that disaster mm-hmm. and about how similar humans are, just like uh, like how we just keep repeating ourselves mm-hmm. and how you know we always kind of lean in the direction of like disaster and. Uh, and cruelty and and you know sadness but then we always kind of like somehow redeem ourselves you know like we always go to the precipice of That's the star there. yeah of like of um we go to the precipice of the nightmare and then we wake up you know mm-hmm. like in terms of like social historical trends um Man, yeah, I don't know. So so that's kind of a constant thing. It's like you try to have a normal conversation, like you go about your day and you you live your life in a normal way, but there's always that um constant like tragedy comedy uh kind of commentary um running parallel to everything that you do. Um and that's what it means to be be alive. To be well no, to be to me that's what it means to be Jewish. um, just sort of like the very loud it's like there's these two sort of uh, like a a comedian and maybe uh, some sort of uh, deranged philosopher and they're just constantly commenting on everything you know it's really like here we go again like that sort of idea yeah I want to add to 
clarifying cards to the star here because it's kind of like what you're talking about the reverse star mm -hmm. it's like a cynical view of hope yes basically or, the star when yeah. it's upright is like peace calm mm -hmm. the feeling of like connecting and then when it's reversed it's sort of like eh, the, that light at the end of the tunnel is a train like that sort of feeling oh <laughs> <laughs> i love trains but not when they're ooh charging towards me what is that position this is the future position. Oh, okay. Showing you that a lot of, this is kind of related to Judaism as well. A lot of like, of how you can quote be. So the star, even when it's reversed, you can't ever really kill human hope. That's like our thing. Yeah. Um, so even if it's reversed, even if it's cynical, it's still there. Mm -hmm. The way to really stay planted as all this is happening is to literally have more material force in the world of like actual seeds being planted of real uh -huh. stability. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, when you said material force, I thought of anvils again. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> not just, just not for you to be crushed by them. Around. No, no. <laughs> um, but as a stabilizing thing. As a stabilizing thing. There is some major aspect in your life, and the Four of Pentacles is reversed also to clarify. When this is um, upright, it's this king who doesn't realize he's a king mm -hmm. and is still clutching tightly to what his possessions that he has, even though there's like a whole kingdom behind him. Yeah. Um, it's the card of when you've been surviving for a really long time, and then suddenly you're thriving, but you don't trust that, you don't believe that, and you clutch and cling and constrict. Yeah. Which sometimes looks like greed. And oh yeah, it's like for this. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the film industry right yeah. there. Like, it's like there's no level of success you can get to where you really feel secure. Yeah. Um, and there's no like stability is just a total illusion. Right. But um, there but, is something that it there is stability. Mm -hmm. Well, financial stability totally an illusion, 100. percent Yeah. No matter what. But when it's reversed. The only thing that really is stability is trust and faith, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I think and you try, like, the stability that I find in my work is in the fun of it. Mm -hmm. Like, no matter where I'm at in terms of, like, what job I'm doing, I know that I'm always going to be, like, I can always surround myself with people who are, like, really excited about the, the like, their weird projects, whether they're, like, really big or really small. Like... Being part of a community of people that is just like jazzed, yeah, <laughs> like, um, and really um, and very kind of like just getting their hands dirty and um, and making stuff. It's like mm -hmm. at at my lowest points in terms of instability in my work, I've always kind of thought like, okay, I just need to make stuff, or I've been mm -hmm. reminded by some very smart, you know, really creative person, like just make stuff, yeah. just make stuff, just play. That is, I think, the same thing. Yeah that's happening because there's some kind of leap of faith when you start to play mm -hmm. where you just trust that it's like unconscious almost mm -hmm. so that's kind of the answer to your question how do i be what did you say exactly <laughs> i'm like reframing it in a way that wasn't um how i how do i be person? how i be person how do play play mm. it, it for some reason triggers you into a state of trust and openness yeah, I think it's a better way to live than yeah. just being very afraid or turning off. Like mm -hmm. I think when faced with 
terror or even just mild anxiety, there's always this um, tendency to just kind of turn off or look for the thing that requires the least amount of um, engagement Denial. Or, or action. Like, uh, more more like inertia, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think inertia is sort of like the opposite of where I want to be ever, and it's also my main, like, it's like the, the coping mechanism, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I've noticed when I feel paralyzed like that, the thing that's been working is to just like accept it and then it usually goes away mm. it's the fighting it that causes it to last longer sometimes um yeah for me it doesn't really go away like it doesn't it's like unless <laughs> you, i do you accept it um <laughs> do you accept your lord and savior inertia into your heart <laughs> um oh man Where do you fight it uh, I don't, I feel like fighting it is sort of like negating it, you know? But does that, but does it? Uh, I don't fight it. I just sort of, mm. I just sink into it. I lean into it, okay. you know? Um, but I feel like the, the points where I feel like I'm growing to any extent are the ones where I, uh, go through the motions of kind of responding to inertia with action and then actually responding. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I sort of have to... You do the routine first and then your emotions catch up. Yes. Like, it's like those um, in the old cartoons about dancing when you see, like, the footsteps animated. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, just kind yeah, of yeah. like stepping in the, pr- like, prescribed kind of... That's you know, just healthy. Yeah. That's really interesting because it feels related to the emperor because he is the master of providing growth and structure. Mm-hmm. He's like the king of doing exactly what you said. Like, well, here's the game plan. Like, follow these steps. Mm-hmm. And this is how things will work. Um, Which is interesting. Yeah, I, I love and that And this stuff. kind of seems related to the people you're talking about in your life who are willing to get their hands. This is the Knight of Pentacles in your environment. Mm-hmm. And those are all the people that are like, yes, let's do let's do brick by brick project make thing (laughs) (laughs) that's my friend norma um yeah uh yeah i mean that's that's one way it's like it's actually really nice to have a window into people's lives in that way um like to just have a sense of what people are creating and what they're making and what they're really excited about i just started following this uh account on instagram that's like this weird i mean not they're not weird just like this this very um uh, like, they're a very unusual couple and they build cabins and they're building this like cabin village and all of the cabins are shaped like like one's based on a diamond and one's like Ooh. they're based on different shapes and stuff um, and it's one of those things where it's like okay I'm never going to learn carpentry to that degree I'm never going to have access to like an entire forest to build but I can like look at this window into these people's lives and just be so incredibly inspired because it's like, okay, if they're um, basically manifesting an entire uh, world, you know, that like freaking gnomes could live in, mm-hmm. if they knew gnomes, they probably know some gnomes, um, then, then I can like sit down and write a paragraph, you know, or bake a cake or something. Yeah. Like it's, um, sometimes it's really, really nice to see people just engage in life in a way that's uh, 
like creative in a um in an unselfconscious way mm-hmm. well that's like the opposite of despair i feel i'm gonna write that down <laughs> unconscious creativity is the opposite of despair yes okay well it's okay we let's do these last two really fast yeah. <laughs> speaking of despair <laughs> it's like here's the hopes and fears in the tower it's like yeah. weird to breeze by the tower but i mean there is some kind of like the tower precedes the star so it's like you sense that something really catastrophic has to happen for us to get to that point you know mm-hmm. what i mean and yeah. for some reason you crave that too which is like i do specifically or just people um, it's a hopes and fear. It's hope and fear. Okay. So there's this catharsis. There's mm-hmm. the desire for catharsis. There you know has I mean? always been that, yeah. Um, and I think I've had a bunch of those, maybe. And it seems like, wow, mm. it seems like the overall outcome, it was reversed eight of cups, and I drew a clarifying card because I was like, usually when this is upright, it's like, well, it's time to leave the past behind. And when it's upright, when it's reversed, there's a little bit of like, well, maybe there's a little more to figure out there mm-hmm. so i drew some clarifying cards and i got reverse ace of wands and the king of wands mm-hmm. there's just very much an emphasis overall here to act in a more to focus on just what we just said the unconscious creative force to remember the match striking mm-hmm. and how it's just goes from the match head to then being a flame in that moment of just creation Mm-hmm. That can't really be extinguished. It's just not possible. That's so cool. <laughs> um, and the King of Wands, what is that usually? The master of creative force, the architect of creative force. And that's probably you because you got it two times. <laughs> um, that's really cool. Yeah, I thought it was funny how this guy has like salamanders on his. Yeah, the salamanders are about the... Um, feeling of I think they can go through the fire and be fine I think is their whole deal uh-huh um dang and, yeah <laughs> so <laughs> can you just uh, yeah that's a, do what I can yeah um wow that's this really cool sense. this is yeah it feels very it feels like a complete sentence I really like that I like that it's a pretty direct answer mm-hmm. which is how to be you're already being so just be yeah, and I, I like that it is something that you can sort of tap into wherever you are. Yeah, And by you, you I mean is like, me. Yes, you, <laughs> you just have to remember. It's like yeah. the, the daily commitment of remembering mm-hmm. that you're already there. I like that. I, I I feel reassured. Oh, good. Well, thanks for being subjected to this. Um, can I ask you, Yeah. as we wrap up here, mm-hmm. how can people find you? On the interwebs, if oh, they so um, desire. Or actually, I'll leave I mean, gosh, I don't know. Uh, or do you want them to? Most of my accounts are private, but if people feel compelled to reach out, then you're welcome to. I, I am on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Um, if people are really curious about the work that I do, um, I mostly write for cartoons. So if you watch um, Over the Garden Wall, that's one of the first things I worked on. Uh, a really sweet show on Nickelodeon called Harvey Beaks. Um, my friend Dominic and I made a pilot for Cartoon Network called Back to Backspace um, that is on YouTube. Um, 
and uh, Bravest Warriors and Summer Camp Island. Like, there's just a bunch of stuff. I mean, you could just look me up and uh, <laughs> and, and look at that stuff. I think the stories that I tell are, like, uh, especially the Bravest Warriors stories, I think um, I try to put something really personal into those, and sometimes I get away with it. Um, and right now I'm working on uh, a Netflix show that I'm very excited about. So uh, keep keep your ears. <laughs> it's like stalk them all. <laughs> um, and I'm also writing my first feature, which is really oh, exciting. Nice. Um, so it's like I have a lot on my plate that I'm really psyched about, but I also um, I also am probably going to start posting my fiction um, in some format. I'll probably start posting it on Instagram initially so if you're interested in that just go ahead and find me there go find her everyone thank you again molly for coming in thank you ariana thanks for listening everybody this has been what's your deal and i'll see you next time 